The continuing unrest in China over these COVID lockdowns and the pursuit of a zero COVID policy is sending tremors through global financial markets. Stocks are lower on uncertainty about how Chinese authorities might react amid these broader concerns about deeper damage to the world's second biggest economy. Let's get more on this now. We're joined this morning by the ABC's senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan. Uh, Peter, good morning to you. So we just heard about the, the unrest in China there. What sort of economic fallout have we been seeing? Well, uh, good morning, Tom. Uh, Wall Street is sharply lower at the moment as we head towards the close. All three indices down more than uh, 1.5%. We saw similar falls in uh, Europe overnight and also yesterday in Asia. As you mentioned, the rare sight of angry Chinese protesting in the streets of major cities, in particular Shanghai, is a deep concern. Uh, Worries about how Chinese authorities uh, will react already, um, as you had their reports that police are trying to quell those protests. Also questions over uh, whether COVID restrictions might actually end up being increased given the fifth consecutive day of new COVID cases of more than uh, 40,000 in infections just yesterday and uh, Shanghai demonstrators and police clashing for the third consecutive day. In addition to the uh, general health and mental health issues, of course, from people being uh, stuck at home, there are concerns that China's economy will slow even more and and impact uh, the global economy. It's already hit oil. Brent crude down sharply again overnight. Also falls in copper and other metals. It'll probably mean also uh, lower demand for Australian iron ore, the lifeblood of Australia's economy. China's central bank has cut its main interest rate by a quarter of a percentage point to prop up China's uh, faltering economy, seen as pumping about 70 billion US dollars into uh, China's uh, economy. Speaking of interest rates, Peter, they're actually falling in China, but rising here. And uh, as we've been reporting this morning, the Reserve Bank governor's apologised for his signal that rates would stay low until 2024. Of course, that hasn't happened, but is that the full story? Well, Tom, uh, Philip Lowe is certainly copying it from all directions at the moment. The Reserve Bank, as you mentioned, had uh, uh, given out that uh, low 2024 rate signal, but a few weeks ago they issued a, a document on forward guidance uh, saying that that low rates till 2024 signal damaged the Reserve Bank's reputation and was seen as a broken promise by some borrowers. But yesterday in front of a Senate Estimates Committee, uh, Philip Lowe went further actually saying sorry The full context here is that he wasn't saying sorry for the seven rate rises he's delivered so far this year, but apologising for the way that 2024 signal was communicated. Unheard in much of the coverage is that Mr Lowe had some major caveats to that 2024 signal that was based on doing what it takes at the height of the pandemic to instil confidence in the economy. But when inflation started rising, the Reserve Bank and other central banks needed to take that rate rising action to get inflation under control. should be said that if uh, Philip Lowe and the Reserve Bank didn't do enough during the pandemic, they'd also would have been slammed and highly criticised. And it should be remembered that when rates are rising, it's because the economy is running hot. So normally that would be seen as good news. But of course, there's no doubt that people who took out a personal decision to take out bigger than um, uh, advised loans based on that uh, signal are probably in a precarious position at the moment. As you say, though, under fire. I mean, could Philip Lowe lose his job over this? 
Well, uh, importantly, there is a review into the Reserve Bank underway at the moment and Treasurer Jim Chalmers gets a final report and recommendations in March. Philip Lowe's reappointment for a second term is up to Mr Chalmers, but yesterday the Prime Minister said that he had confidence in Mr Lowe taking a question about whether or not he should resign, treading pretty carefully given that the RBA is fully independent from the whims of government. But the chances of Mr Lowe being reappointed are probably 50-50, though his actions now in getting on the front foot and trying to set the record straight shows that he knows that his reappointment is by no means a given. Before we go, is there any sign that the Reserve Bank's rate rises are actually starting to work, though? Well, there was a a big sign yesterday. Tom, retail sales suffered their first big fall of the year as uh, rising prices uh, through inflation and higher interest rates seem to have had an impact on spending. A surprisingly soft result um, suggests that tighter policy is working as intended. Retail sales declining 0.2% in October um, from September, uh, still $35 billion worth being pumped into retail sales. That was well under four. Forecast, but sales are still um, up 12.5% on October last year when, of course, pandemic restrictions were making shopping difficult. That said, the rate rises look like continuing another quarter of a percentage point most likely next Tuesday with the outside chance of a half a percentage point increase to make up for January when there's no Reserve Bank meeting over the Christmas and New Year break. Okay, Peter, thanks for joining us. It's the ABC senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan.